this to help you to understand, manage and improve your mental health and well-being, where you will find the knowledge, guidance and tools you need to improve your life and where you can build your own well-being toolkit to take with you. Did you know that we have every answer to every situation or question we face in relation to what we need, what's best for us, inside of us, and we always will have? I never used to know this, or even believe it, but now I do. It's real, and it's true. Our intuition is the most valuable and accurate source of information to us. The problem is that too often we don't use it. We don't know how, or we don't trust it. Life gets in the way, our own mind and thoughts get in the way, and so we stop listening. Or it gets buried so far underneath all of the chaos in our mind that we lose touch with it. It goes to sleep, or sometimes it can be wide awake, and we're the ones asleep. Sometimes it's screaming at us, and we just don't hear. Intuition can be known as different things, a gut feeling, a hunch, a sixth sense, a knowing or inner knowing. It's all the same thing. It's your true self. We look to external things or people to give us direction or fulfil our needs. We go one direction because someone else is. We put others on a pedestal as though they're superior, better than us, because they seem better in ways, or we think they have a better job, a better life. We think the answer to our problem is in someone else. They have to love us, otherwise we're not good enough. We need to own designer things to look better on social media. We can't possibly be out in public without our head in our phone, we need to fit in, not stand out from the crowd. We think we're supposed, capital letters supposed, to be something, do something, feel something, act something. But you know, there's only one supposed that's really true. You're supposed to be you. Not the parts of you that are wandering around, supposed to be doing all these things for the benefit of all these people, what they think. The part of you that is your true, true self underneath the superficial material or chaotic surface, that's who you are. Intuition isn't just about knowing what to do, it's about being who you are and knowing who you are. And it's easier than you might think, the secret key to life. And it is a magic key, because once you learn how to use it, I promise you, life will become easier, more fulfilling, more flowing. You just have to work at it until it sticks. We tap into our intuition more than we think when we make decisions or choices or when we need to know a direction in which to go. And we either listen to it or we don't. We use it for everyday life situations, how to eat, what clothes we're wearing, who we need to contact, where we go, crossing a road, it keeps us safe. But we use it when we have big decisions to make too. Who to or not to enter a relationship with. Where we plan to live. Our job. Focusing on our well-being, our mental health. I use my intuition every time I create and record you a podcast. It tells me what you need to know, what will help. Or it tells me to go back to the drawing board when I need to think again. The dictionary tells us that intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively 
without the need for conscious reasoning. A thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than the conscious reasoning. Our intuition tells us the right thing to do for us, and it always knows. However, there are some things that get in the way and cloud this knowing, cast fog over it so we don't see it or we miss it. The first and most common, overthinking. Once we know we have a decision or choice to make, we usually have that feeling and knowing quite quickly, even straight away. But then the clattering pans in our mind start with the what ifs. The noise, self-doubt, and then we can't hear our voice over it. And if that initial knowing or feeling isn't there, it's because the pans are already clattering and we don't have the silence or space we need to listen properly. Fear is another. We're fearful of those what ifs. What if we make the wrong decision? What if we lose control? What if it hurts? What if the worst possible outcome happens? We can be completely out of tune with our intuition because we haven't been using it. Like a muscle we stop using. We didn't know how and so it's quiet. But it's still there, so don't panic. It's always there. The need for conscious reasoning, trying to be too logical without using our feeling. And to me, the most important barrier to be aware of what we think we want versus what we need. We think we want something or someone that will solve our problems, will make us feel better. We don't want to walk the path that will be fundamentally best for us because we know it will be difficult or painful and so we avoid it and get lost in the material world. The one where we make our choices based on what others may think instead. Sometimes it's what we think, we just get caught up and lost in all of that noise. So it's really important to just be aware of these barriers, these things that get in the way, because the first step to improving anything in our mind is awareness, it's just to know, not judgement, just to be aware. And to remember that these are things we all have in common. Once we become aware, we have a better hold on stopping these clattering pans, and then we can listen. When we're struggling to use or follow our intuition, or when we're not connected to it, there are two things that we need. Time and space. These are the keys to unlocking it. These give us the ability to listen and to follow our knowing. Although our intuition more often gives us a quick response feeling. Sometimes we just don't hear it or feel it because of all the noise or pain or both. If we think about some scenarios where this happens, when we get a flash of excitement and hope from an idea, something we think about, creating or doing, a goal, a dream, even a conversation, it comes to us and we feel it in our gut. Yes, this is a good idea. This is the answer. But then soon after that feeling disperses, doubt creeps in. Oh no, that isn't a good idea. I can't do that. I'll fail. 
people will mock. I'll get rejected. I'm not good enough. That is the devil right there. Not literally, but the one in your mind clattering those pans. And then we don't do it. We let our dream fade back into the shadows. That initial feeling when the idea first came to us. As long as it was an idea that wasn't intending to cause harm to ourselves or somebody else. Because that can be the devil clattering the pans too. That feeling was the ticket. That was your intuition shouting at you to go and do it. That was your true self. Another example. When we experience heartbreak through a breakup. Deep down somewhere, buried very deep, we know that this is the right thing for us. But the pain's too raw, too excruciating, that we can't see it. Because we're too afraid of this pain, we just want it to go away. And so we want this person back. Our vision is blurred and we can't see that this situation will actually give us the freedom and healing that we need. But it will. I use the example of heartbreak because it's something that usually we all experience at some point. Even if you're thinking back to a past situation a long time ago, you can relate to this. While we're talking about heartbreak, and in case I forget to tell you, this crucial piece of information that I've learned the hard way, not just with relationships, but with anything in life, anything that you want and you don't get, always remember this, rejection is protection. Rejection means that something better is meant for you. Something better awaits us. We just have lessons to learn along the way. So if we think about the first example, our intuition speaks to us almost instantly. It gives us that feeling. But we don't give it the time and space to speak to us and to let it direct us and guide us. Instead, we give that time and space to the nonsense clatter. If we could only clear our mind and allow that inner true voice to speak to us, we'd follow that dream or that ambition. In the second example, this is why I used it, it's slightly different. Our intuition gets buried beneath pain and suffering. And we just want to ease that pain and suffering. However, with time and space, we heal, we recover, and we realise that that person wasn't meant for us because something better is. But whilst we're in the thick of pain and suffering, we can get that intuition mixed up. We can think that's what we need and that's what we want, but really what we want is the pain to end, and the pain will end. It will get better, and then our intuition will speak to us. Sometimes we've just got to give it the time. And with care and attention, your intuition will give you this answer. When we don't listen, our inner knowing, our intuition, it will stay with us, it'll be loyal, it's always there. But life will keep giving us situations that we don't like until we learn to listen and follow our feelings. And it's okay if we don't listen. If it takes years and years, if we keep making the same mistakes, this is our right as a human being. But when the time is right, you will listen. So how do we do it? How do we find and turn this magic key? I'm going to combine a step-by-step -step guide with the toolkit because it's quite a lot. And it's important to focus on the steps that I'm about to give you. 
So the first one, the first step in learning how to listen and follow your intuition is to know what you're using your intuition for. So this can be a specific situation or choice that you need to deal with, or it can be a broader aspect of your life. Specific situations, for example, could be what to do with your day, which direction to go when you're walking, what day-to-day -day changes you need to make, whether to go to that place you've been thinking about, which job offer to take, how to get through that difficult situation. Broader aspects of life could be what to do next for work or in a career, what to do about a relationship, what to do or how to tackle your mental health, how to improve your quality of life, etc. Just identifying what it is you need guidance with first is really helpful. The next step is then we need to clear the clutter, the clattering pans. I'm going to use the word meditation here. Stay with me, don't go anywhere. Most of us put off meditating when we need it. We dismiss it, it doesn't work. I'm too busy. I used to think like this. Sometimes I still do, I make up excuses. I don't have time. But let's clear one absolute misconception about meditation up now. And this is the best piece of advice I can give you. Meditation does not mean that you have to sit in a lotus position, candles and music on, with your mind empty. It can be like this if you want it to be, but it definitely, definitely does not have to be. I learnt this the hard way and put so much pressure on myself trying to sit like this, wondering why, listen to it, I wasn't good enough at it because I couldn't sit there for an hour with a still mind. Remove that expectation or image. You can meditate wherever you like for as long as you like or as little, but enough to give your mind space to declutter the mess and let your intuition speak. Give that the room it needs to talk to you. It doesn't have to be emptying it, it's just clearing it, making space to listen. So as long as it's a quiet environment, you can do it there. Sitting, standing, lying, brushing your teeth, anywhere, on the bus. Well, it might be a bit noisy, but somewhere quiet, anywhere you like. If you're really good and you keep training yourself, you can do it on, a, on the bus in a noisy place, but that would take some practice. Meditation of this kind, the one where, where we want to listen to our true inner voice, our intuition, it takes practice, so keep practicing. Five minutes, ten minutes, longer, shorter, it doesn't matter, whatever works for you at that time. Sometimes I try and meditate and give up after two minutes, other times I can sit for a lot longer. And sometimes we won't hear that inner voice. We might not get the answer straight away and that's okay. We're just clearing space. We're just practicing how to sit and declutter the mind and the clouds and that's enough. Over time the answer will come. The direction, the next step, the knowing. Just keep at it. All we're doing is just listening and staying still and quiet. And again, to meditate, your mind doesn't have to be empty. It's really difficult to get an empty mind. I'm not even sure if it's possible. But a quiet mind is what we need to aim for. Just quiet. Next and the most important step, the absolute crucial part, to feel 
Here we're removing the logic, that human urge to make practical sense reasoning. We're not listening to the fear, the devil voice. We're listening and experience how we feel. What does our heart tell us? For this, a technique that I use that does work, and you can try it, is I'll often put my hand on my tummy or on my heart space as a gesture to myself that I'm listening and feeling from, from myself, from my intuition. Sometimes doing a physical gesture to show to ourselves our mind that we're listening can be really effective. So try it. We should always, always listen and trust our inner feeling. When we've stepped away from the fear and pain that might be clouding us, really tune in to your feelings and your heart. That is where the answer is. So if we just quickly recap, first, we just need to know where we want to listen to our intuition for, what particular situation or aspect of our life are we listening for. Then we're quieting in our mind. We're meditating in the sense of not putting pressure on ourselves, but quieting in the mind, keeping it as still as we can so that we've got the ability to listen. And then we're going to notice how we feel. What a situation, what a particular thought or an idea makes us feel like inside. Not what anybody else feels, what we feel. I recommend practicing all of this with everyday life situations until you get the hang of it. And then when you need it for those bigger life decisions and choices, you know what to do. The best example I can give you, the one where I started to practice to use my intuition properly is for indecisiveness. Minor situations where you just can't come to an answer. Some of you might not do this, but from my experience it's quite common. It can be where we go for food or a day trip. When I started to pay attention to and become aware of my indecisiveness, I realised this. I was too busy focusing on other people's needs once, making them happy and taking away the focus on my own. I wouldn't want to put anyone else out and so I would let them decide. And sometimes this is how I want it. Sometimes I don't care where I eat or drink or go. But often I have a preference. Sometimes no one else is involved. It's just me and I still can't decide. I've done it this morning. Often I like to go out to a cafe or somewhere out my house to write, read or plan these podcasts and often I can't decide quickly where I want to go. So this morning I sat in my car, I put my hand on my tummy, listened and I didn't get the answer straight away but I just drove and then I ended up outside a cafe in the sun with a live singer singing close by and it was really peaceful. I believe this happened because I listened to my heart and quietened the mind. It directed me. Otherwise I would have wasted time finding somewhere with parking, the right place, seeking the right atmosphere. Instead, because I was in tune, I didn't have to try, it just came to me. Feeling, not logic. Once you get the hang of it, it'll be as automatic as driving a car or putting one foot in front of the other. And we'll make mistakes. We'll make the opposite choice 
sometimes and that's okay you're allowed to life's about learning but one thing I found is that when we keep listening to our intuition it strengthens it gets stronger it gets clearer when we keep ignoring our intuition we'll keep being given the same lessons of the same type or similar effect until we have no choice but to listen and follow we might keep feeling stuck in a situation that we're too scared or comfortable in to change and there's no wrong in this sometimes we need more lessons more time a different perspective but as much as you can or are able allow your intuition to guide you because when you follow the steps when you learn to listen and feel and follow your heart without the clouds of fear or pain to fog your vision you'll never go wrong and along the journey you'll find who you really are under the surface and it's not somebody who you can criticize or put down or dampen spirits of this is a real you and it will make you stronger and make you see yourself for who you really are is it easy not always will it work yes intuition is the secret key to life but now it's not a secret thank you for listening to this week's episode i hope that this has been valuable to some of you have a nice week Thank you.